Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. Yo, it's your girl, Fresh Love, and you are listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. Hey guys, welcome back to Sports Talk with C. Your girl is back with another episode. Up next, we have a guard from Brown University Women's Hoops, the NBA playoffs. The WNBA season starts May 6th. But before we begin today, let's start with the short break. Do you guys want to start a podcast? Well, Anchor's a place to be. You can start a podcast and let me explain. It's free. This gives you the tools to record your podcast right from your phone or your computer, right in the comfort of your own home. Your podcast will be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. And not only is it free, you can make money at minimal listenership. It's everything you need and more to make a podcast all in one place. Just go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back, guys. And up next, we have an Asian American All-Star in 2018-2019 MVP and Offensive Player of the Year in 2020. Now, she is top 10 in four offensive categories in the Ivy League, second best in scoring. She describes her game as passionate. She leads the team with 16.3 points a game, and she leads Brown University with the most threes made with 70 as a freshie, introducing Isabella from Brown University women's basketball team. Good evening, Isabella. Thank you for coming on Sports Talk with C. I really do appreciate you saying yes. Thank you for having me. Of course. So tell me what it was like growing up in California. Man, California has the best, like the best weather. Um, so everybody knows everybody. You can go to the beach whenever you want. Um, my town's pretty small, but I made a lot of good friends there. Um, met a lot of great trainers and it was great growing up there. Okay, so what would you say would be the one thing you miss the most being, you know, in New England? Definitely the weather. It was definitely a shock coming here. <laughs> it's so cold. Like, you can't go outside without a winter jacket. So I miss that. You do miss that? Well, I got a few more years here, and it doesn't really get yeah. better. <laughs> a few more years. So what was the reason you picked up a basketball? Oh, let's see I think I was three years old um, and my parents just handed me this old beat up deflated basketball one day and I just started carrying it around. They called it like my stuffed animal Um, (laughs) and I would just sit in front of the TV. My family, they're Lakers fans and we would watch the Lakers games and I would just sit there holding my little stuffed basketball, like watching the games. And I remember falling in love with the squeak of the shoes and ever since then I haven't looked back. Nice. So what would you say? Well, who would you say back then and currently would you be your basketball hero, idol, or someone you looked up to then and now? I mean, I grew up watching Kobe, so definitely him. Um, But Steph Curry is like my era. So like I saw him get drafted. I saw him go on his run with the Warriors. 
the whole We Believe era. I was there in the stands for those. So that's my team. Steph Curry is definitely somebody that I look up to and try to model my game. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> rolled your eyes. What was that for? Because, dude, I'm a LeBron fan, so you can only imagine. Oh, no. <laughs> you see? Yeah, so you can only imagine, you know? But now he's, he's, he's lethal. His shot is lethal. So I read in the article that in high school you were all, is it E-ball or E-bell? Yeah, E-ball. E-ball, okay. Honors, and you led the Dons to three E-ball Valley titles. As a junior, you averaged 21.1 points and you shot 44% from three. So I'm guessing that's why you like Curry. Yeah. <laughs> so out of, right, somewhat, right? So what would you say was your greatest high school moment? Mm, let's see. My sophomore year, um, we went on a run to state and, you know, I didn't go to a super powerhouse high school. It was kind of just the local public school. I went there because I wanted to try and build something. So sophomore year, we had a great team. We went, made, we made it to the state playoffs. Um, what on a decent run there. And I was definitely memorable. I remember that team. All of us really wanted to win. And that was a great experience. That is, that's great. Do you still talk to those people that you um, went on that run with? Yeah, I actually do. Um, I got a text from one of my friends on that team, Abby, the other day. She was like, I'm watching your game. Like, we're watching some highlights on you. Like, I'm so glad you stuck with basketball. And I'm like, oh, I missed them. They were great. Oh, look at that. See, that that's dope when you make the great friends along the way. So Yeah, definitely. I was reading that you was, you know, you didn't really get recruited because of the whole COVID process. And... Mm -hmm. You wanted to, and only one D1 school looked at you. But what I wanted to know, what other schools did you look at or did you see yourself going to before the opportunity of attending Brown University? So I was actually fairly convinced that I was going to end up going D3 um, to NYU. Yeah, so that was basically the only offer I ever got. The only coach that I ever talked to, like more than once. Um, Are you serious? Yeah, it was basically my only interest. And I, I mean, I wasn't crazy about going in the middle of New York City. Um, I thought there were a lot of distractions. I was like, it's basketball. I got to follow that. So I was fairly certain I was going there until Coach Mo called me one day. We had like an hour conversation in the Whole Foods parking lot. And oh, I wow. just remember this is where I'm meant to be like and ever since then I'm here and I love it oh that's what's up so based off of that just that one conversation okay so when you were in high school but did you imagine I know you know a lot of kids like oh I want to go to UConn I want to go to UConn or yeah. I want to go to you know uh, Baylor or Stanford you know the big powerhouse schools Tennessee did you have any of those thoughts in mind when playing in high school okay so call me crazy but I have this book so when I was five, I made like a book of all my goals. Um, and I basically planned out my life until age 60. 60? Um, yeah, it was, it was really, really complete. Like everything was in there. And um, I had this plan. I was going to go to UConn. I was going to be an All-American. I was going to be first picking the WNBA draft. And I still have that book. Um, so that was the original plan. We're here at Brown now. Not, not quite UConn, but... Hopefully we can still reach some end goals that I still had in there. Yes, you will reach them because I seen you play. I was at that Cornell game and I believe you, that was your highest scoring game. 
and you're at 25. So you're going to be in the WNBA. So I, so. I you will. Um, we got to speak that into existence, you know? Thank you. So Thank you. I was reading that, you know, the, the toughest decision while coming to Brown University was the weather. Definitely. And what I loved after reading the article was you said it's basketball, so I got to do it. Mm -hmm. Basketball just takes priority over everything and also great academics. So I can't complain. Is it hard? <laughs> like, because I'm from Rhode Island and you go to an Ivy League school and Brown yeah. ain't no joke. So like academically, is it hard? Like, what is the biggest challenge thus far as a being, well, you know, last year, I should say being a freshman and being at an Ivy League school? It's definitely an adjustment, like balancing the basketball and the school at the same time. Um, but I was lucky in that I went to a really good high school. Um, so I feel like they prepared me pretty well. Um, but definitely like learning from my teammates about like, you should take this class or go to this office hours or this review session has been super helpful. Um, and I actually decided just the other day that I'm planning on double concentrating now. So, so you plan on double concentrating, play ball. Yeah. How do you have time for a regular life? Or as an athlete, it's just basketball in school first. And I like then busy. I really like it. I like cramming my days. I like being an overachiever. There's something about it. Just waking up and trying to knock off everything on my plate that I really love. I know that's right. So when I was at the Cornell Young, Cornell Young, when I was at the Cornell, um, excuse me, God rest his soul, just because he is an officer, you know, that passed away here. Um, but when, when I was at the Cornell University game, you were like the smallest one on the court. What goes through your mind when you're trying to like get through all these big defenders? How do you handle that? Um, I guess I don't really think about it that much just because I've always been the smallest player on the court. So it's kind of just something I'm used to. Um, but it definitely means I have to be a lot more creative. I have to have a lot more moves in my bag. I have to have a quicker first step. I have to be craftier when I finish. I can't just go up with a regular layup. I have to extend it outside. <laughs> so do you use your height as an advantage to a lot of players? I think definitely it can be nice because I can get lower and then be able to like drive by quicker and on defense, like the ball's more in my area so I can get more tips that way. Um, so yeah, I've, I've just tried to make the best of it. And you do. Okay, so how do you get ready to a game? I know some people I interviewed said they meditate. Some people said they don't do anything. Some people said they listen to music. So how do you prepare for, let's say, a big game? Okay, so before every game um, at home, my mom and I had this tradition that as soon as I'd wake up, I'd run into her room, whether she was asleep, whether she was awake, and I'd jump on her bed and scream, it's game day. <laughs> flex and we would like scream at each other and she'd like hype me up she'd be like it's game day and I'd be like it's game day let's go mom and do that now across the country every morning on game day I get a text from her it's game day with like a ton of emojis that so, is fire day that's off. dope right mom yeah. setting the tone early first thing in the morning exactly. always got to bring energy so you finished the year off top 10 in four offensive categories and you were second best in scoring in the Ivy League. How did that make you feel? And what do you feel that you can bring next season? 
that's just what I expected of myself, I guess. I have very high expectations and I, that's just the stepping stone for next year. Um, I want to have the best offseason of my life. I want to come back, not four, not 10 in anything. I want to be number one in all the categories. So I know that's right. I know that's right. And what would you say is your biggest basketball dream? I want, I want all the goals. <laughs> you want it all. I know that. I'm <laughs> with that um but definitely I want to play in the WNBA that's the goal stay around the game as long as I can play until I can't play anymore that's okay what I want to do you want to be the Miss WNBA player that you will be we gotta we're gonna you gonna get there and if I can help in any way I will help you and if Thanks. you and what are some of course and what are some of your personal goals for yourself going into next season I know you have team goals but as you know the individual you know I was reading that as a freshman you got the most time on the the court so what would else would you bring for like individually to your game next year I was definitely lucky to get that much play time um but I want to like capitalize on that and continue to build and be whatever my team needs to win next year um we have a lot of great players coming in and I want to help develop all the freshmen, get everybody on the same page. So hopefully we can win that Ivy League championship. I know that's right. So we're going to come, we're going to rewind a little bit. All right. And I want to ask you, how did you feel about this year's women's championship game? The um, national championship or the Ivy? The The national championship. Yes. Just because you said you wanted to go to UConn. So I had to ask you about that. So I actually know a few players on UConn because um, my teammate, Ash, sister goes there. Yep. yeah, sister plays there. So like we FaceTime, I've been to a few of the games. Um, so I was disappointed for them. I wanted that for Carolina, um, but also great for South Carolina. Aaliyah Boston's a great player. So they really deserve that. And since you do like Steph Curry mm-hmm. and this year's playoffs, who do you see is winning the NBA championship. I got to go with my Warriors. I got to go with them. I I don't know if it's going to happen, but I I like to think that they will. So I'm just going to go with them. She's like, I'm standing my ground. I'm from yeah. Cali. I'm staying in the Bay Area. Okay. If you can describe your game in one word, what would it be? Think about this one. Mm-hmm. probably say passionate because I feel like I play um kind of like a little extra energy because I have to you know I'm small I have to bring something different so I just try to display my love for the game every second whether it's diving for a loose ball being to hit a big three anything like that I'll do it whatever it takes to win you know that's right you're doing everything that's taken to win continue you know progressing have a great season next year hopefully I see you at a couple of games and I appreciate you for coming and sharing your birth excuse me basketball journey on sports talk with C and you have a good evening thank you so much you too I really appreciate you having me of course what's up guys before I begin let's send our prayers and love over to BG Stay strong, sis. Everyone is missing you. And everyone, let's take a moment of silence and prayers for BG.
the playoffs. I don't know if the playoffs is making the players crazy or the fans crazy because we have to talk about these fans. First, we have the fans gluing themselves to the um, court or seats next to the court. We have fans running out on the court. We have fans talking disrespectful to the players. Use fans are bugging. I don't like, is it the alcohol? Because if you can't handle drinking, stop drinking. I know Cousin TD, some of y'all fans be a little bit drunk and you get, you know, crazy. But what I've seen, it's always been with each other, never trying to rush the court, trying to abuse the players. Like some of these fans are bugging. Like, did you just get your ticket for free? Because I know when I buy a ticket, it ain't cheap because I'm trying to sit right in the front to make sure I see Bron Bron. I'm not about to run on no court to waste my money. Yeah, no. See, my money is important to me. Maybe their money isn't important to them. Or maybe they want a free ticket. Who knows? But please, guys, stop putting yourself in danger. Stop putting our players in danger. Just go there, enjoy the game, talk your smack, do what you got to do. But all this other nonsense that you guys going on, got going on, excuse me, y'all bugging. So, guys, just because we're going to talk about um, the game yesterday, we're going to start in the East. And I have to start with the Nets going down 3-0. Yo, I was not expecting that, especially when you have KD and Kyrie on your team. And when I used to, you know defend LeBron's honor to the extreme. I don't really do that anymore because some people just don't know basketball. So I really don't do that. But everyone used to tell me, and I would have a hair skip all the time, KD is the best player in the world. Not for being combined 32 points, absolutely not. In game uh, two, KD missed the last 10 shots. And in game three, you didn't even take a shot in the last 11 minutes. Like, you can't do that. If you're supposed to be the best player in the planet, you're not trying to score in the fourth quarter, that's the time to take over. That's the time you put your stamp on the game so you can get that win, especially being at home. But I can't take away from what the Celtics was doing. They were rolling. Their defense was crazy. Um, Something that Steve Nash and the Nets just can't handle. Jason had 14 points in the fourth quarter. That's how you take over a game. Finished with 39.6 deals and had five boards. But Jalen was the go-to guy. He is so tough. And in the fourth quarter... He, the way he handled the ball, the Celtics scored on six straight possessions, dominated the Nets. Brown finished with 23 points, and he had two steals. But shout out to Blake Griffin. You came in and gave solid minutes. Your hands was in every possession on the floor. Um, but can you can the Nets bounce back? Watching all three games. Tatum had a buzzer beater at game one. Game two, I don't know what they, like I said, KD didn't score in the last 10 minutes. And then game three, he didn't even take a shot. 
in the last 11 minutes. So I'm going to say no, that this series is over for the Nets. So there goes my prediction, one out the door. I mean, I know I can't really say um, that they're going to lose, but the way that the Celtics is playing, they're rolling. So I'm calling it the Nets are done. Let's stay right in the East. You see why, see, this is why when everyone was so amped up about Philly, James Harden going to Philly, you had a chance to close out the game and you lost. You lost to the Raptors first with Scotty Bonds, who had a messed up foot or ankle. And then Fred Van Fleet wasn't even in for the second half. I mean, even in the fourth quarter, the refs was given James Harden Fouls on the three-point line that I swear was not a foul. Helping them win. And you still lost. And everyone was so, oh, my God, the Sixers are taking. No. You lost to a team that complained all season. I mean, all series so far. The coach, the players, everyone. It's been nothing but a constant complaint from the Raptors. And you guys lose. Lose telling you James Harden is not clutch and everyone keeps believing he does not have that oomph in him me and my best friend was talking the other day right and he had said to me that James Harden doesn't play when he first got that big deal in Houston I say I don't see the James Harden from OKC I don't I, I don't know everyone's saying always told me, no, he's a killer, the way he scores, blah, 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 blah. I want to see that in the playoffs. I want to see that killer instinct going off, scoring 40, 45. I want to see that in the playoffs. I don't want to see that in regular season. Because in the regular season, you win a game, you got another one. You lose three or four, you have three or four to play. That game, you should have swept them. I'm proud that the Raptors have, you know, won a game. Shout out to Scotty Bonds for winning Rookie of the Year because I like Scotty. But at the same time, I just don't understand why you guys, why Philadelphia 76ers having Joel Embiid, the, the future MVP, and James Harden. The, I, I don't get it. But like I say all the time, that's because James Harden does not know how to close out a game. He's not clutch. But guys, <laughs> my bulls won a game. I'm so proud of them. You want to know why? Because everybody was sitting there saying that the bulls wasn't going to win a game. You know, I mean, during the regular season, they really didn't win a game over a squad, I should say. But they... um. But they got to win. Um, they didn't win game three. You know, the Bucks are up 2-1. Everyone asked me, are they going to take advantage of Chris Middleton being injured? The Bucks are still going to win the series. No doubt about that because you cannot stop Giannis. Chris Middleton being out. Yes, they are a better team when Chris Middleton is on the floor. But no. You can't stop Giannis. But in today's game, that's about to start at 1 o'clock, I'm going to say that Chicago is going to tie this series up. I'm going to see DeMar and Levine have a game like they did in game two. 
Um, I know he scored a high, I believe, was it 45 or 41? Don't quote me, guys. Um, but I think he's going to score a high 34, and Levine is going to come in and get good 30. So my Bulls is definitely going to tie up the series 2-2. Atlanta won a game. I got a little worried against, you know, in that series against Miami. Yes, Miami is still going to win the series, but Ice Trey got a little ice cold, and I was a little nervous, but, like, he, I save constantly. He lives for these moments and got to win. And now we have a series between Miami Heat and the Atlanta Hawks. Let's jump straight to the West, guys. Luca is a bad man. Let me tell you, Luca missed, what, was it 13 games? Yeah, 13 games. First game back, he comes and scores 30 points in 34 minutes. Even though they didn't get the dub, though, but Luca's just a bad man. Like, 30 points in 34 minutes, like, he goes off all the time. And I felt like every time the Jazz was trying to make a run or even just trying to get into a rhythm, here come Luca knocking down a three or a fadeaway, a, a effortlessly jump, whatever that man does, but we all know he's a bad man. The Jazz tie the series. I don't know if you guys listen, but I need you to listen. Saturdays at 10 a.m. We are live on YouTube, MTMV Sports on YouTube, um, and the full 94 comes on on Saturdays at 10 a.m. And I said for the Jazz to win, I needed either a game from Jordan Clarkson or I needed a game from Mike Conley. Jordan gave me what I asked for. He finished the game with 25 points, and now we have a tied series of 2-2. I do still have Dallas winning the series, but I am very glad that it's a tied series, you know, because everyone always says it's Utah Jazz. You know, you know what they do. They have a great season all year. Then when they get to the playoffs, they just cannot finesse a win. But that series is, um, it's a good one. Phoenix and New Orleans scares me. That series definitely scares me. Yes, they do have the point guard. And the day, uh, was it game three when Booker was out? It was a close game, but the point guard finished with 28 points and does what he does best, goes off in the fourth quarter. But we all know how the sun get. And you know, you can't really get a lot from Jay Crowder. You know, I think the first game he had one, 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 and one, one point, one assist, one turnover, one rebound. So, you know, we're not going to get much from him. Michael, his defense speaks for him itself. He's going to give you um, some solid minutes. Um, Aiton is on a whole other role this year like he was even nice last year but I think him working on his game he's better to defend the paint more than he has he's not easily bullied down there but we all know what they do in the playoffs and how things get with you know these refs and what everybody says but I just they they just scare me the Suns scare me because Seeing C.J. McCollum being in his new role as a leader, as the go-to guy, the ball handler, he's making all the right decisions. 
but we'll see. I believe that New Orleans will tie up the series today. That series will be 2-2, but I do still have the Suns as of right now winning that series. The Warriors are definitely finishing the Nuggets today. Shout out to bro Connie for saying that the Nuggets was going to get swept. But if that happens, guys, you have to think about what does that mean for Jokic, the MVP out in the first round? That got to be a storyline. So this is what we're going to do. I need everybody, everybody, everybody to, you know, either hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, and tell me what does that mean for Jokic as the MVP, because he's still the MVP, no one has won yet, and he gets knocked out in the first round. Is it as bad as Bron Bron not making the postseason? Or is it bad? Be what does it do for I him and going in the next season? It sucks that Jamal Murray wasn't playing, but we'll see. We got a you know two games on today, and one team is going to be finished. One team is going to tie up the series. Shout out to Jordan Poole. His his shots pisses me off, especially when it's against teams that I want to win. But to come from the G League to the NBA playoffs, starting and actually balling, it's a testament to his hard work. Continue to put in that work, Jordan, because... You are doing great. You give everyone who has basketball dreams that if you put that work in, you can do it because you are killing it right now. Your shot is crazy. You fit right in to Steve Kerr and the Warriors system. It's doing good. I mean, um, you know, I don't like when you play my, my squad, you know, my teams, but Continue to ball. Continue to let everybody know that if you put in the hard work and you stay true to your game, true to yourself, you will succeed. You will succeed. That is all I have for today, guys. Thank you for chatting with me, listening to my craziness. Make sure you follow me on all platforms, Sports Talk with C, on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, my website is Sports Talk with C. Also, take a look at that. Give me some pointing suggestions, who you want to interview, if I should change up the show, and also make sure you excuse me. Make sure you tune in Wednesdays live at nine thirty. The team MTMB is live. We cover football, basketball, um, boxing. We have, you know time out of the day where you get your daily word of God. Then we also have on Saturdays, the full 94 podcast with, of course, your girl C, my bro Connie and my bro Miles. And, you know, we've had two weeks in a row, we had bro Will come in and give us his basketball analytics. So guys, stay tuned with the squad. C's out.